What it do, what's good, YouTube? It's your man, Jay Raider, Jay Raider TV, Dre Day, back for a special edition episode of Comic Conscience. This is our presidential debate recap. Presidential debate. Yes, sir. Number two went on last night, and we got some thoughts about it, man. How you feeling? Man, I, it was it was way better run, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the moderator, because she held it down. Uh, way but she I don't know if it was just the fact that they knew that the mics were muted so it wasn't really a point but even in the points of time where their mics weren't muted and each of them was talking she really was she was real good at kind of taking back control of of what was going on and even kind of directing them back to questions whenever they got off track so she salute to her she she I don't know if that was the that and the muted mics, I think, changed the tone of the debate. Yeah, and they were both needed for sure. Uh, if y'all watched the first one, I hope you did. Um, a train wreck of sorts, if you ask me. But um, yeah. definitely needed a different, maybe not necessarily a different moderator, but a more um, involved moderator. Um, you know, we can just tell just from doing podcast episodes that sometimes it's real easy for one of us to get get off course and the other ones needed to get the other one on course, and it's just as simple as interjecting whenever possible and getting them back on course, and she did a good job of that last night, um, particularly yeah, when did. President Trump was uh, starting to veer off a little bit. She was real good about, okay, it's time to end this topic. Let's move on to another one. They had a couple of instances yeah. there where they tried to keep going, and she let them go for another 10, 20 seconds, but she was always back in there getting them back on track. And you could tell, that too, that they're um, – that each candidate's advisors had to have been in their ear since last time. Like, look, bro, you had us out here looking bad last time. Let's try to reel it yeah. in. <laughs> so. Let's let's make this look a little better. Yeah. I think I think on Biden's part, it helped him to not be interrupted. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I think the, the the strategy from Trump's campaign the first time was to interrupt him, get him off his train of thought, make him look like he can't keep a thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then live with whatever else happens. But I think because of Trump's demeanor, it just came off like Trump's just an asshole and a bully. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, it didn't really do what they wanted to do. So they were like, okay, this time we're going to have to do it differently. You definitely saw Trump tone it down a lot, at least in the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you watched it from beginning to end, he still, like, slowly, you know what I'm saying, like, went off the rails as it, but, but even the level of gone off the rails that he went wasn't right. wasn't nearly what it what it typically is. Right. You got the impression in the first debate that his strategy was just to talk over Biden just because he felt like if he got a point out he wouldn't be able to rebuke. So he just kind of talked over him kind of like your uh, your nagging ex-girlfriend used to do when you used to be in a relationship with her and y'all would get in an argument and she would just talk over you because she knew she didn't have a point that's what he came across as last time so luckily they brought that mm -hmm. in uh reeled that in a little bit topic wise uh obviously they touched on coronavirus response again um your feedback on you know what trump had to say about that moving forward um i think the thing about the thing about Donald Trump and coronavirus to me is that no matter what he says, okay, this is the best way I could put it to you. If if I handled something poorly and that's why we are in the space that we are, in order for you to believe that I'm really going to take it seriously, 
and do the right thing going forward, I would have to admit to you that I did wrong to begin with or else I don't have the foundation to make those kind of decisions. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of think that's Trump's whole thing on coronavirus. And I think that he, he tries to downplay it like it's not that big a deal. It's it's only been, you know what I'm saying, so many people have died, blah, 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 blah. But there was a moment where uh, Trump said, like, uh, Americans are learning to live with it. We're learning to live with this. And uh, Biden looks at him and says, no, we're learning to die with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're dying from it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, I think that in more ways than not, he just kind of showed his showed his hand more. He, I mean, he didn't show us nothing we didn't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which is that he don't have any intentions on doing anything but blaming other people for, you know, he's like, look at the Democrat cities and the Democrat governors and those are the states that, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's never, there's never any accountability. There's never any real plan. It's just word vomit. Right. That's one of the big takeaways that I got from uh, one thing Biden said, because he said uh, something that you said in our last episode was, you know, it's it's a lack of not having it's a lack of having a plan for most people that that Trump has shown that. Look, at least if you had. Implemented the wrong plan and stood behind it and went with it and it just didn't work, at least we could say that you had a plan and you believed in it enough that you went for it. It just happened to not work. Yeah. But we haven't even had that that uh, that luxury of having a plan. And Biden's claiming that he's you know he's got a plan uh, moving forward to help kind of curb the the effects of this of this thing. And it was said in a debate last night that um, you know the moderator asked Trump, she said you know there are some experts that have a timeline of you know us moving into having a vaccine ready in a few months. We could be even masked up and social distancing through all of 2021 and asked him mm-hmm. to compare that to his own timeline to which he was like well i think our timeline is faster than that but didn't provide any evidence or any examples on how he's gonna how he's gonna how he's gonna do that you know so uh i think that's the biggest takeaway for me is like you said last time like you don't even have you can't show us any quantifiable data about what we're gonna do about this all you continue to say is we're learning to live with it we're we've learned to live with it we have lived with it we've got a plan it's going to be huge no like that's that's not going to work and biden came forth and gave us examples of what his plan was uh unfortunately he's got to be elected to be able to do any of that stuff so yeah um what what i thought was interesting was uh you know he did he did mention you know trump is saying we've learned to live with this and then biden's like well you we shouldn't have to learn to live with this. What we're doing is we're learning to live with people dying from this and that's not okay. And, yeah. and then he moved on to uh, making a point that I kind of touched on, uh, on our last episode as well. Like, what do you have to say for the fact that all of the hot button COVID cities are in red States and dude just never responded yeah, to that. He did just never responded to that he at did. all. And there's a consistency there that needs to be touched on. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fair point to be made. Yeah. I think uh, I think honestly, if I'm gonna say like one of my one of my one of my bigger criticisms of Joe Biden as far as his uh, strategy, if you want to put it that way, is I think that Joe Biden's in, in strategy is like don't don't feed the trolls, right? You know what I'm saying? So when when Trump says like you know. You made three point five million dollars off of Russia. You made you made all this money off, you know what I'm saying, China and Ukraine and all these other places. When he says these things, right, 
I think Biden feels like by giving it a true response, I'm just giving life to the lie. You know what I'm saying? So like he'll say one time, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they've already been people who have proven that these things aren't true and da 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 da. But he never really defends himself or goes at and especially when Trump starts to talk about his kids. Like I think that in trying to be cordial, you know what I'm saying? Maybe in trying to be uh, politically correct, that he's trying to like maintain like a certain candor within within that space. When it's like sometimes when someone comes at your kids and, and comes at you personally, especially with these bullshit attacks, like those are your times, in my opinion, to be able to go back at Trump. You know what I'm saying? And say, I mean, because if it's me, bro, if, if, if Trump tells me, you know, your son Hunter Biden got hired uh, by Burisma for Ukraine and he got this big ass uh, salary and he's not really qualified and all this other bullshit and he got all that because you president. My response to him is when you became president, you just gave all your hotels and all of your assets over to your children who still reap the financial benefits from anything that benefits your hotel brand, international or domestic. And they're literally building a road to one of your hotels in China right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to take those opportunities, in my opinion, and everything isn't we have to go high. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, nah, fuck you too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, aside from the fact that it, I could talk about how you not qualify for the job all day, but if you want to talk about me as a person, then we could talk about each other's personal lives too. Right. You're saying I got time for that as well. Yeah. So there's no hold, no holds barred when it comes to that. Obviously, there's a limit, but you're saying that if someone's gonna to fire at the, to, you know, to throw shots at the belly, that we can do that too. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying it'd be like your wife, your wife take naked pictures and put them on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying to just, just you know, what I'm saying we talking about how our kids benefit from our positions of power, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's the conversation that we having. All, All right. right, let's have that conversation. I agree. Especially if you've got valid points you know what I'm there. That, you know, that stripped the credibility of the other person for sure. Um, yeah. So the other things that they talked about, um, you know, they touched on, uh, touched a little bit on health care. You know, Biden mentioned that he's going to move forward with Biden care um, and touched on how he's going <laughs> to change that from what Obamacare doesn't is. have the same ring. Doesn't have it? the same ring, not quite. <laughs> um, but essentially, he's going to take uh, going to take elements of Obamacare and um, change a couple things about it and make it Biden care. Um, and I don't really think yeah. that. Based off of what I remember, I don't think that you know that Trump had any type of alternative plan for that either, as far as healthcare goes. No, none. I mean, and that's that's my big thing, personally. When it comes to even like just that, the like the Republican agenda, when it comes to that, is that I'm not with anyone who wants to strip away anything that people want and need with no replacement. Right in hand and if you and even if you do have a replacement the fact that you don't want to tell me what it is until the other thing's gone concerns me you know what i'm saying like that you once it's the only option that we're going to have then you'll tell us you know what i'm saying like so there are there's just elements of that that are just sketched to me um as far as uh biden's health care plan um a lot of it is centered around the the idea that if biden wins you will likely see the Senate turn Democratic and the House is already Democratic. It, it likely won't turn. Even though Trump said a few times in there, we're going to take the House. Watch. I don't know by what metric Trump thinks that's going to happen, but it's not. Yeah. 
that's the least likely of all of the scenarios that could occur on November 3rd that the Republicans take the House, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know where he's getting that from. Maybe, honestly, like, maybe I'm going to look like an asshole and Trump got some information, I don't know, and I need to look it up, but whatever. <laughs> um, but assuming that you get Biden with a Democratic-run Senate, a uh, Democratic House, actually putting together a health care platform that gets to pass through a little bit more untouched than Obamacare did. And then even with one thing I'll say is that honestly, Trump is right when he said that the public mandate on Obamacare was bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like you had to pay more on your taxes. If you didn't have health insurance, like even though it encourages people to get insurance, yeah. like it's just, it's just not the move. People don't really fuck with being taxed for not having something. Right. I, I kind of agree right. with that. You know what I'm saying? But now Biden can kind of just use that information right. yeah. and just make it better, which is what I would like to see occur with healthcare. Well, and I think it's the the general public's, you know, that's what we want to see with everything. You know, not, not everything is going to be perfect when it first is built. All we want to see is implement something, like we've said time and time again, have a plan, execute the plan, implement a policy, knowing that it's not going to be perfect, but knowing that at least you have a foundation there that you can change this and change that and tweak XYZ about it and continue to make improvements on it. What we're seeing on the other side of the aisle is we just want to strip that and not replace it with anything. And we're back to square one where we were 12 years ago with nothing. And I just don't, I, is that the right answer to just completely undo everything that somebody has done i i don't believe so um unless you just know that absolutely everything about it is trash which you can't really say about anything there's there are good things about nearly everything that's ever put in place and unless you just absolutely 100 percent disagree with the whole thing which man i don't know i don't know how you could to be honest i think the right answer regardless of who is president is to look at this look at the current uh, the current law and the current mandate and keep the things that you agree with the things that are benefiting people and not just biz big business and you know big medicine but the things right. that are benefiting people and change the things that are less desirable from your side and just go with that so i'm inclined to agree with biden on that too um i will say generally last night i was more pleased with um listening to trump speak only because he didn't babble like a buffoon the whole time. Um, and I, I mentioned to you before we started rolling that um, I actually thought he kind of, he kind of, you know, did better than Biden in places. And your response to me was, I just don't know that he, I don't know that he did better. I just think he didn't embarrass himself <laughs> to the degree that we expected <laughs> him to. And that my immediate thought was, I could see that point. Um, it's kind of like when a white dude dunks, everybody goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. you weren't expecting a white dude to dunk. But, um, yeah. you know, when I was watching it, that's one of the things I was thinking. You know, I found myself kind of, you know, kind of like making the, well, that was all right face. Um, but I think I do think I, it was. I, I would, I would th this is the thing, too. I would tell you to look at it this way. How much easier is it to stand up and just spout off some fuck shit versus to try and remember and insert the actual facts that are like associated with your position. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of that is what people don't realize that you see that difference between Trump and Biden. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, the, and maybe I sympathize with it a little bit more because I kind of understand it to a degree. There's times where I'm trying to, I'm trying to put together a thought and I'm not, I'm not stammering because I don't know what I want to say. Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what part of it I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not you specifically, but whoever I'm talking to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, there's so many of these things are so big and complex that when you try and like squeeze your answer into two minutes, like right. I can't really explain it to you in two minutes. Right. Like, so it's mm-hmm. like, how do I just pick the most in the part that I think will be most impactful for you and give it to you in this space? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that is what Joe Biden is tasked with doing. Yeah. Whereas Donald Trump is not even trying to answer the question. Right. He's just up there. Talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's just like, He's just up there talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just freestyling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see somebody tweet that. Uh, I posted on Facebook <laughs> or something. It was like, Trump just up there freestyling, right? Freestyling, now. yeah. And, and you know, this. what was great and about And so him, I do think it does, like, aesthetically, it does look, Trump yeah. looks more comfortable up there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when he doesn't try and talk when it's not his turn to talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and he just, like, sits there and waits his turn, even though he makes those little stupid-ass bird faces. I don't know what the fuck those faces are, but <laughs> it, I get, I get where, you, I get where it can look that way, but yeah. then when you kind of assess it from a substantive manner, it's like, of course it looks that way. Right. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, is the first time we're up there, we're just kind of yelling over each other, because we don't really, well, you know, Trump's yelling over Biden, because he doesn't want him to get his, you know, to get his point across. This time, He's up there freestyling because while I was watching, I was thinking, man, this isn't really this is actually a lot better than I thought it was. And then afterwards, I'm thinking, you know, yeah. but I, I don't really think I can't think of any quantifiable data he gave us to support anything he was saying. He was just he was just arguing and, you know, he wasn't arguing aggressively this time. But that's really all he was doing is, well, this isn't true because this I mean, we could all get up in front of a microphone and claim anything we want. Anybody could do that. And that's essentially all. Yeah, that if you don't limit yourself with the facts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's no facts at all to support it, that's that's the thing that you have to consider. And uh, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of to kind of sum it up, to kind of wrap it up, the recap. Uh, everyone the next morning and all day today has got um, has got Biden winning the debate, obviously last night. Um, and the national poll for Biden uh, is at fifty-one to forty-three right now. So uh, it looks like. The odds are slightly in Biden's favor. These polls are always kind of uh, kind of deceitful as well. They're kind of deceiving because yeah. there are a lot more people that participate in the in the polls than actually vote. So the voters are going to come out the woodworks on November third, and who knows which way it's going to swing. But the people that are participating mm-hmm. in, you know, the the which side do I favor polls right now have Biden with us with a narrow edge, and I think it's kind of going to be a nail biter, man. Uh, Oklahoma's a landslide as we expected. Um, fifty-seven yeah, percent right now for Trump. Texas uh, is getting close though. Texas, Texas they they don't yeah. know what Texas is gonna look like right now, and that what Texas is typically says, a red state, but it's just yeah, yeah, it's just, it's it's going purple, bro. We looking we looking like yeah. we might. It's no telling. <laughs> what what I was gonna say is this one thing. There's one thing I wanted to to add on that debate though. When they was talking about climate change, mm-hmm. Joe Biden did something. Joe Biden did two things tonight that I actually did not expect him to do and that I, I, in a way, commend him for doing. The first one, he did a more uh, thorough version of it in, a, in another interview not long ago. Mm-hmm. But 
he he verbalized that the crime bills that they passed in the 80s and 90s were a mistake and they did not have the intended consequence, which is something that for the longest he was just like, like, no, they didn't do that. This didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and just admitting that, like, hey, like, we fucked that up and we intend to do better than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's actually value in verbalizing that instead of making people assume it. You know what I'm saying? And then the second thing he did, and, and this was a more bold thing to do is when asked about climate change, he said, yes, we are going to pivot away from oil. Like in a very clear way. And and being in Texas, I, I, I know people here and even in Oklahoma, you know, people who work on those rigs and they wouldn't vote for Biden because of oil. They're like, oh, he's going to take oil. But this is the thing that I would uh, uh, I would say to them. I feel like you're not listening closely. The pivot to clean energy is supposed to create millions of of high paying job, good paying jobs as Biden puts it, but they are quality jobs. Who do you think is going to do it? Do you think that the people who are, do you think the servers are going to do it? Like as a server, do you think that I'm going to like learn how to climb up some tall ass shit, some fucking wind turbine and deal with this? I'm not doing that shit. It sounds real similar to what you do though. Without all the cancerous chemicals around you all the time and the environmental hazards to the communities that you and your family live in. So like, Mm. I understand the fear of change, but just know that like this isn't a transition that can even happen without you. You will absolutely be included. Most of you are white, so you have no problem. You'll be supervisors. You'll come in as supervisors with government jobs. Come on. Don't be dumb about yeah. it. Just think. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the big thing is just people just don't like change, man. And it's that's a stupid And I know change is scary. Is. Yeah. yeah. I know change is scary, but that... That's a that's the biggest most irrational fear to me in this election is like people who work in the oil industry afraid for oil to go away because like we still need power, y'all will still be the workforce. Your job will just be better. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. So a parting thought here is, I found this pretty funny because uh, it's usually a landslide, but I don't I don't think it's usually this big of one. Washington D.C. Eighty-eight percent for Biden, ten percent for Trump. <laughs> the place where they make laws. <laughs> well, you know what they call you know it. The, the they talk they call DC Chocolate City though. You know what I'm saying? It, oh. The DC you see is white, <laughs> but the DC you visit, DC is right. It's yeah. <laughs> it's very ethnic. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a nail Diverse. biter for sure. Um, but I was definitely, definitely more intrigued by the performances of of both. But I think that was largely due to the mandated muted mics and a more aggressive moderator. So shout to them for making that happen. So we could at least get some type of tangible, you know, coherent argument between the two of them, somewhat coherent argument between the two of them to, to kind of help us make our final last minute decisions if we were on the fence there at all. So glad that went down. Unfortunately, we only got two debates. Well, really one to choose from, but, Go to the polls on November 3rd, but please put your face in an article or 10 between now and then and find out who, you know, find out who's going to help make the biggest difference on your hot button issues. Don't vote blind. Please don't vote blind. Just because your mom and daddy and them always vote red. Please don't go vote red. Same thing for blue. Man, educate yourself, dude. I mean, there's there's nobody. Vote on what you believe in. Yeah, yeah. there's nobody who's going to have everything that you believe 
on their deck. So mm-hmm. find out who's going to make the biggest change for the things you believe in most. And unfortunately, choose choose the better option. There's not going to be a perfect one, and there never will be. Choose the better one. Uh, parting thoughts, Dre Day? Uh, man, that's really it, man. I think I think we covered most of it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's always a lot there. Uh, the I looked it up real quick because I, I, her name was fucking kept kept uh, slipping my mind. Kristen Welker, that's her name. Mm-hmm. The the moderator. Uh, mm-hmm. Just wanted to go ahead and give give her her shout out by name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Other than that, man, like you said, bro, if you could go vote, I'd look like I said uh, in, in the in the other episode, bro. Uh, voting ends November third. Nigga, it's election season right now. You know what I'm saying right. in almost every state, no matter where you are, you could go vote early in person right now. It'll be a shorter line. It'll be easier. You can get that shit in. You know what I'm saying, and fuck yeah. with us, man. You know what I'm saying we're gonna For post sure. this shit on the on the on the podcast platform. You know what I'm saying on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Common Conscious. I'm gonna throw this as a bonus episode on FTS, Apple, Google Podcasts, and all this shit is everywhere. All your streaming platforms. F dot T dot S dot. Type that shit in. It'll pull up. Subscribe, like, rate, review. Jason, the YouTube. What's the YouTube shit? You know, it's J Raider TV everywhere. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, J Raider TV. My guy, Dre Day, 4536. Yes, voting you know ends it. November 3rd, but it is open early. However, don't go until you're ready. Get ready first and then go vote. Check us out. And by the way, we get this to y'all for free, so all you got to do is subscribe. I'm talking about J Raider, Dre Day. We out of here. Saying? Get your booty to the pole.